Shift by Standard Bank, the home of global citizens. Shift helps you buy, send and store local and foreign currency anytime, anywhere, directly from your mobile. Visit getshift.co.za to download the app. Powered by Standard Bank. It's the final week of May 2021, and this is the 10th audio episode of The Shift Lift, the regular news digest of the app for the globally minded, based in South Africa. Shift operates under the license of the Standard Bank of South Africa Limited, an authorized financial services provider. FSP number 11287. In case you missed it, debt slowing down. Primary activity in the bond market slowed slightly in April 2021, with bonds and commercial paper totaling 13.4 billion rands issued. This was 7% lower than March 2021, but a significant improvement on April 2020, after the pandemic's onset. Bid cover ratios in the market are on average higher than in the previous four years. Our bonds weakened quite significantly by over 200 bips across the curve. But since the down rate and thanks to the Saab having cut rates as well as intervened with the bond purchases within the secondary market, we have seen our bonds strengthen since the beginning of April. So to clarify that point, at the start of April, just after Moody's had downgraded us to sub-investment grade, we see that the SAGB curve goes steeper. A feather in SA's small cap. Small caps were once again the largest art performers over the month of April, returning 5.6% with solid performances from Vukile, Arrowhead Properties, Bytes, Technology, SA Corp, Zeda and Ultron. Mid-cap stocks returned 2.5% and large-cap stocks only managed a total return of 0.4%. Small caps are listed companies with market capitalizations of less than 1 billion rand. Given their size, they're often unknown and overlooked. Small caps can offer very attractive long-term investment prospects. Nimbly sized, they enjoy scope to aggressively expand market share and develop new products. Perhaps therein lies the opportunity. ZAR, the jump after the slump. The RAND's recent strength is not only due to higher commodity prices, it's also partly due to foreign demand for government bonds in SA. After record sales, net outflows in the January to April period this year, foreign investors appear to be ready to buy South African debt. On Friday 7 May, they bought a net 5.2 billion rands of South African government debt, the biggest daily positive flow since the fourth quarter of last year. More debt means more pressure means foreigners could sell the land to get out of. Remember, they still hold 30% of our bonds. Now it means, well, foreigners might come into our market because there'll be less. There's a scarcity factor, so maybe the, some of the concerns will be less. So there's pressure on the land, it helps. Peak in SA to China exports. Until March 2021, South Africa's exports to China had never surpassed the 20 billion rand mark. This peak is undoubtedly driven by higher commodity prices, considering production tonnages aren't especially high. The average value of exports to China over the three-year period ending in December 2020 was 11.5 billion rand, while the five months since November 2020 have all been over 15 billion rand. In my opinion, every African country, every African company of any size should have a plan on how do we look east? What do we think about the Middle East? What do we think about India? And what do we think about China? Because all of those are big markets and they're growing markets. So that's something for companies to think about. Yeah. All uh, around the continent, as you say. All over the continent. 
Risky business. Reinsurance premiums received in SA by short-term insurers who sell reinsurance jumped to 15.5 billion rand from about 6.4 billion in the fourth quarter of 2020. We've got shining examples and one or two other bigger players that are still very active on the continent and still recognize that there's plenty of opportunity, particularly in countries where there's economic growth, like the East African bloc, um, and hopefully in future in uh, countries like Nigeria, which are relatively un- underinsured. Meme stocks and social media rage against the financial machine. In this issue of The Shift Lift, we look at how US stock markets have gone bonkers in 2021, with meme stocks creating volatility and value where neither should exist. The phenomenon is largely the result of amateur traders banding together on social forums and raging against the financial machine, as it were, by buying up meme stocks. A meme stock is one which sees its value increase primarily on the back of social media attention as opposed to traditional factors like the company's financial performance. One of the best examples of this phenomenon is Tesla, ticker TSLA. The electric car company has seen some soaring stock prices in recent years as a result of their forward-thinking mentality and emphasis on tackling climate change. But an even bigger factor than this lies with their eccentric billionaire CEO. Elon Musk has mastered the art of marketing to a modern digital audience and has capitalized on meme culture to all of his company's advantage. And as long as he has the internet on his side, Tesla's stock could continue to grow. A couple years have been, particularly last year, it was a meme city. Meme city. Yeah, meme city. The GameStop phenomenon. GameStop is a prime example. When the COVID-19 lockdown hit in March 2020, GameStop stock dropped to $2 per share, the lowest in the company's history. A group of amateur traders on a Reddit subforum conspired to buy as much of the cheap stock as possible and not sell it. Raging against the financial machine that allows hedge fund managers and short sellers to turn a profit on tumbling stocks, those amateur traders tried to beat Wall Street at its own game. And they did. GameStop stock increased in value by 1,500%, and several hedge funds lost fortunes as a result. So what happens next? Well, as with any investment, the price could go back down, and people who bought GameStop shares at a high price could lose money. But for many of them, it wasn't about making money in the first place. It was about sending a message. Many say this is a turning point for stocks and shares, and it could happen again. I don't care about the money at all. Um, I could lose everything and I'd be so happy uh, because I just love what's going on. This could be a trend moving forward. I mean, we're playing within the rules. We're not sharing any insider information. It's just a collective group saying to buy specific stocks. I can't really control this. Once the internet takes hold of this, there's no stopping it. Getting in on the joke. To look at these stocks purely in terms of cash value is to miss the point. If you're in on meme stocks, you're in on the joke. The latest, hottest example is Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency literally created as a riff on 2013's Shiba Inu dog, Doge meme. One Dogecoin cost $0.0075 in late January 2021, and in mid-April, it hit $0.29. So what's driving Dogecoin's growth? social media gags and wink-wink nudge-nudge tweets. When Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live in early May, Dogecoin was the punchline of many of his gags. The more the jokey memes go viral, the more people buy their way onto the Dogecoin bandwagon. Dogecoin investors say they really want to see the coin pass one US dollar, and some people reckon it'll happen soon, especially because more and more places are accepting it as a valid form of currency. But if you owned all the Dogecoin in the world, that would add up to more than $100 billion. 
That's a far cry from 2015 when the owner of Dogecoin sold everything he had for a used car. Poor guy. However, on the other side of the crypto coin, Musk proved that crypto can die by the same sword that it lives by. In a Twitter statement on 13 May, the billionaire made an about-face regarding Bitcoin, citing its damaging effects on the environment. The statement caused a 12% dip for Bitcoin. If you're an investor who doesn't have a fortune to play with and you don't want to reach retirement age with no savings, but a funny story, the smart money remains well away from the meme stock mess. Shift conversation starters. Money. Qatar has ordered the arrest of Finance Minister Ali Sharif al over embezzlement allegations, relieving him of his ministerial responsibilities. But some, including Emirati researcher and professor of political science Abdukhalik Abdullah, suspect hidden political motives behind the fall of the Qatari minister. Mahdi has been Qatar's Minister of Finance since 2013 and sits on the board of its powerful $300 billion sovereign wealth fund. He's also chairman of the board of directors of Qatar National Bank, the largest lender in the Middle East and Africa. Imadi had steered Qatar's economic policies during the 2014 and 15 oil price crash that prompted the tiny nation to accelerate plans to diversify the economy. Culture. Hundreds of people turned up at a U.S. park recently to joust using pool noodles for rightful ownership of the name Josh. The tongue-in-cheek pool noodle brawl was the brainchild of 22-year-old Josh Swain. The event at Nebraska's air park attracted Josh's in robes, Spider-Man spandex and other gladiator-inspired outfits. Josh's from all over gathered in a circle to compete in a noodle fight. After an intense competition, the tiniest competitor, four-year-old Josh Vinson Jr. of Lincoln, affectionately known as like Little Josh, came out victorious. I always fight everyone. You did you have out there today? A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, it's pretty awesome, man. He's gonna remember this for the rest of his life. Society. Twitter is experimenting with a new tip jar feature. App users will be able to send a tip to others on the social network for good tweeting via PayPal and similar payment providers. Twitter says the feature is, quote, an easy way to support the incredible voices that make up the conversation. But this feature is not available for everyone. Only currently a small group of people, including journalists, experts, non-profits, can enable this feature and get paid by their fans and followers. Balance. The latest stress buster taking Europe by storm is the Dutch art of Nixon. Describing the phenomenon in her book Nixon, Embracing the Dutch art of doing nothing, Olga Mekking explains how the constant need to work and achieve leads to more stress, decreased mental well-being, and paradoxically, lower productivity. To achieve true Nixon, close the laptop, put the phone out of sight, and embrace what she calls doing something without a purpose. I want to talk to you today about Nixen, which is a term from the Netherlands, which literally means to do nothing. The Dutch actually have the highest working efficiency in the world, and it's not easy for them either, but they understand the benefits of practicing Nixen. They understand that your brain needs time to relax and recuperate. Shift is an app for global citizens based in South Africa. It helps you buy, send, and store local and foreign currency anytime, anywhere, directly from your mobile. Visit getshift.co.za to download the app, powered by Standard Bank.